This is The Motivation. Cause when, cause when do me and Fonzo get deputy badges and ghost yes. guns? <laughs> we can do, we can do that. Too. We're ready. We're ready. <laughs> ready to protect and serve. Right. <laughs> so yeah. So Fonzo yeah. wants a Gatling gun though. I do. I do. <laughs> I, yeah. The one that came out in Predator, that exact same model. Exactly. Alfonso wants the yeah. same guns that we were playing with in the VR game. Oh, oh yeah, those are tight. <laughs> those, yeah, that was so much fun. So much fun. <laughs> uh, All right, let's do this. You guys ready yeah. to jump in? Let's do it. Let's do it. All yeah. right. Welcome to this week's episode of JJC2C, the podcast that talks about what's important on and off the mats. We lots of jujitsu, lots of MMA news. Let's get it started. All right, gentlemen, let's go. How are we doing, by the way, before we get started? Let's do a mental health check-in with everybody out there listening. <laughs> I hope everyone's having a fantastic day. Tell your coworker back there to shut the F up or Cousin Ant's going to put him in cuffs and lock him up <laughs> for a long time. Turn up the Bluetooth speaker because we got lots of stuff. You're going to be listening right now. If you're at work, you're not even going to know you're at work. Fonzo, Cousin Ant, how y'all doing? Good now, man, after a crazy week at work. Um, but you know what? It's over. Get to relax. Have a drink. I hope everybody out there has got a good start of the week and have a good week, not my like my last week. Um, but, yeah, hey, I'm looking forward to this episode. Thank you, guys. Ant, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Had a very busy week uh, like you. Um, been training, got you know some training in. Uh, we got hit with a pretty good storm out here on the, um, out here down south. Uh, but also, man, I got to go to uh, who's number one last night. Uh, man, some great matches. Uh, it was amazing. All the matches were really good, entertaining. On the edge of my seat the whole time. I can't even tell you that there was one match that was just like uh, quiet or you know not the greatest. But we'll get into that later, man. But I, I'm having a great time. Having a great time. All right. Well, let's get into some jujitsu news then. You guys ready to kick it off? Let's do it. Let's go. All right. Story number one. Cousin Ant just talked about the Who's Number One show earlier in the week. Uh, when did this story break? Because when did Gordon post that he was sick and was not going to be able to compete? Do you remember? Was that Wednesday? Was it Thursday? Um, I want to say it was Wednesday. It, was, it wasn't. I want to say it was within the week of the tournament. All right, so if you haven't been following along, this was supposed to be Gordon Ryan taking on Felipe Pena, part four. There was a, a lot of buildup. Gordon took the last match after Pena quit in the no time limit match, submission only. Uh, and this time around, it was supposed to, I thought it was supposed to be 30 minutes. Apparently, it was no time limit once again. And I guess Gordon got sick, really sick, so sick that he was talking about pulling out of the match and actually he wasn't talking about pulling out he actually did he told Flo he wasn't going to be able to do it he was going to have to reschedule he wanted to pull out in time so that way if Philippe wanted to continue they could find him a backup so he issued this long apology <clears throat> I guess he was waiting for Flo to say something first 
and they weren't saying anything. So he took it upon himself to let the cat out of the bag. I uh, said, again, super bad stomach aches, losing lots of weight, hard to keep food down. Sounds like he's really dehydrated. And uh, Philippe was not too happy. Philippe was not yeah. happy saying like, hey, what are you doing? What are you trying to pull here? And then he posted some pics that Gordon had posted earlier in the week. You know, So he was out at having dinner with friends. He was rolling with Giancarlo Bodani. Uh, and then a lot of people, a lot of rumors on the internet were circling that he had gotten sick from going on Brendan Shop's podcast. What's Brendan <laughs> Shop's podcast? The one where he takes people out, Food Truck Diaries, I think mm -hmm. it was called. So he did an episode over there. So, you know, just a little thing behind the scenes, Brendan Shop possibly. <laughs> Dude, what if Brandon Schwab like took him on purpose to one of those questionable ass food trucks? It's funny. It's funny you say that because mm. I think this morning uh, someone posted a meme. I can't remember who the source was, but someone posted a meme about how Pena beat Gordon in three in three slides, and it was like one was him with Brandon Shaw or Gordon with Brandon Shaw. Then it was them like eating that the food, whatever. Burgers. And then the last one was yeah. And then all of a sudden Pena's paying uh brandon shaw so yeah you, know, you, you might not be far from truth but uh to add to that uh Pen uh gordon he also that same night messaged pena to let him know apologizing you know letting him know like hey i wrote this really sucks i'm really sorry about this i'm not feeling good hey so i mean he not only contacted uh Flo, but he also contacted pena to let him know as well you know that um he was sick and you know to try and find someone so uh nikki ron ends up taking a short notice fight against Benna. That was the main event. Let's look at the main card here. We're looking at the main card. Kieran Kitchik taking on Renee Sosa. Jonatas Gracie taking on Oliver Taza. Jasmine Rocha taking on Amanda Bruce. JT Torres taking on Majid Hage. Pedro Morino taking on Giancarlo Budani. And then Felipe Pena taking on Nikki Rod. So uh, let's go over the results. And then because... You tell us what it was like being there, uh, boots on the ground. What was the bike? <clears throat> what was what were the people like? What did you like? What did you not like? What did you think of the venue? Well, I can tell um, right away that uh, that aunt was like incredibly happy to be there. I mean, look at that <laughs> smile. Hell look yeah, at that smile. Man. Which one of them has has her finger up the up your butt? <laughs> that's a rudel sandwich with cousin Ann as the meat for those of you that can't see what okay. we're talking about right now cousin Ann, cousin Ann got to take a picture with the rudel brothers and how did i know i was gonna get this cousin Ann's in the middle and that's he, a sandwich it's like that's he's delicious. on his uh, yeah but he's having a great time did you have a great time cuz oh absolutely man i i mean the show was great um it, it was a great opportunity to be there Great matches, like I said, but I mean, at the end to get to hang out with these two guys, just I'm not hanging out. I want to like throw it out that I was hanging out with them, but to actually just walk up to them, really cool dudes, just like you see them on, you know, multiple shows, very personal kind of talk with you, kind of treat you like you're just another guy at the gym and got to take a photo with them. So I was really stoked about that. It was like the highlight of my night was this right here. I see, I see you have a VIP badge there around your neck, but they yep. don't. 
when when you were done taking that picture, did you like brush your shoulders off and be like, all right, <laughs> let me get yeah, back to my I, VIP section. My this VIP is... section. No, they, yeah. they, those guys, they got the front row seats. They they didn't even have to have VIP. They were like, <laughs> they got front row for all the, uh, all these guys. And uh, they came in. The Altos gym was deep last night. I mean, I've seen, I, I mean, so they came in. Like each person came in with like 10, six to 10 people and they were just taking up that, that venue last night. So Altos like definitely showed out last night. Yeah. That would make sense. They're just down the street, like they're mm -hmm. eventually, you know, so that, that's cool. And it sounds like they're talking about doing more shows at that venue. what do you think about the venue itself? Was it, was it big enough? Was it, what, did you feel cramped? Were you too far away? Uh, you know, how was the sound, the screen? Were you able to see the mats? What if well, you uh, weren't able to see the mats? I, I did notice they had a big screen in the background. Sorry, cuz go ahead. No, no, no. Like, uh, so this was an actual hangar, it was like a, it was a, a hangar style building. So, whenever it was out, we were getting like hit with a big storm. So, there were a couple times you would hear that the rain hitting the roof, and, and so enough to where everyone kind of you know could, took their attention away from the, the fight, but for just a second. Um, but the venue was nice. It's clean, plenty of parking, plenty of, uh, of room for the amount of people that they had. Like they, the tickets that they sold, um, they fit all those people in there and there wasn't much space after that. All the chairs, I mean, you're sitting next to somebody and you're pretty much shoulder to shoulder with them in, in any section that you're in. There wasn't a lot of, um, seating like Raptor seating. So, uh, could they have gotten a lot more people in there? Yes. Were there a lot of people standing? Yes. Um, so, uh, just fortunately we ended up finding some seats and, uh, when we, when we got there, but there, I do, you can see there's a lot of people that were sitting on the floor, not able to, uh, I guess sit comfortably or, or find a, a seat for them on so all their family and friends. So was it, um, was, was it not assigned seats? No, wasn't assigned seats. So there were sections. So you had like section one, VIP section two, whatever. And so as long as you were in that section, kind of like ADCC was where you oh, had the green, so red, whatever. And then you had to find like a spot. And if someone, you know, had a couple more people, but also too, there was no one really checking to see if you'd belong in that section. So uh, I mean, you really could have sat anywhere, you know? Yeah. Um, the other thing was, is like, so the first five to six, I want to say maybe even 10 uh, rows were all ground seats. So if you had a bigger person in front of you, you weren't going to see the, the mats. You weren't going to see uh. it. But the good thing is, is they had a big screen up on top. They were you everybody could see it, um, see what's going on. But everyone was really chill. So, you know, there wasn't anybody being like rude and standing up, so you couldn't see. Um, but yeah, so if you're a shorter individual like myself, um, there were moments where you couldn't see the match going on right in front of you. And I was in uh the th second or third row. Um, so but we the good thing is we had the, the big screen right up right up above. All right, all right. Um, what else should we ask? What else, what else stood out? What was your, like the, your favorite moment it of the night? You know it definitely wasn't ADCC. So I was expecting ADCC. Um, I believe we also went to the, uh, a tournament. I want to say that it was, uh, Flow Grappling had it, um, in Fresno, uh, where we all went. Um, so imagine that kind of setting, um, here, you know, uh, for this venue as well. Uh, but the Fresno one, I want to say, had a bigger area. There was a lot more space, a lot more ability to move around and, and kind of do stuff. There, This venue right here didn't have a lot of uh, vendors there other than just a couple 
booths to sell food and drinks. Uh, so there wasn't a lot of show up from like different um, jujitsu companies selling stuff or whatever. So it was really, you went to go watch the fight and that was pretty much it oh, um, yeah. for it. Yeah. So, but the, the fights were amazing fights, uh, like all of them, all of them were great, amazing on the edge of my seat for most of them. All right. Well, let's get to these results here. Let's see if, uh, so, for, oh, so let's start at the main event and work our way back. Uh, main event, Nikki Rod taking on Philippe short notice. What did you think about that matchup? Cause well, I, I thought it was the great. results. Uh, oh, well that I thought the match w- was good. All right. So you hear, hear me out here. You got one guy who's been training for months ready for like the top person in jiu-jitsu, Gordon Ryan, right? He's training, he's taking whatever supplements he's doing, you know, acai bowls, whatever. Um, All natural, you know, Chris. Yeah, he has like a amount of coaches uh, training him, Andre Galvo, Hamolo, like all these freaking people training him. And, you know, so he pretty much has every card in his favor. And he goes up against Ricky, um, uh, Nikki uh, Rodriguez, who got it on short notice, hasn't been preparing for this, I w- is a great competitor, but I wouldn't say he's at Gordon Ryan's level, and he couldn't he couldn't finish him. I was expecting so much more from Pena. He couldn't finish him, and so I just felt like Pena was kind of just playing defense. I, he did go for a, a couple of attacks here and there, but for the most part, for the 30 minutes, I just felt like it was Nikki Rodriguez doing most of it, and even like, Almost capitalized on a heel hook at one point, Nikki on uh, Pena. And so I felt like Nikki won that match last night, other than the short, I'd say a five-minute segment where uh, Pena did try to do some submissions, did try to do some jiu-jitsu. But other than that, I felt like Nikki was doing most of the work. However, though, uh, Gordon did post about how Nikki, um, he comes out like, and he has like greased up, whatever. Looking back at the video from last night, his walkout, he is a little shiny. At first, I didn't want to believe it, but when I went back and I looked at it, he is a little shiny. So was it low? I don't know. But during the match, they stopped the match twice to dry them both off. So they brought out paper towels and dried them completely off, um, down uh, and then let them continue. So they got a little break in between um, for that. But uh, I was expecting he was a using lot hog- more from He was using hog grease. <laughs> Got some bacon, bacon grease, bacon, bacon grease. grease. Oh. Yeah, so all natural. I would you think of the decision though? Do you think that he won, or do you think that no? I don't think personally. I don't think that Pena won. I thought it was very close, but I feel like Nikki won that. I feel like he did more, and especially with what was uh, what was done. You know, uh, the stand up to, to the ground game. Pena ended up taking, you know, pulling guard to get down to the mats. So I was expecting more. But, again, he's not a wrestler. And here you have Nicky Rod, who is a wrestler. So that's probably the smart decision. But other than that, it was – I just expected more. I expected more. What I am going to say is if that if that is Pena's best, I do not see him even touching Gordon if they match off against. I was not impressed. Agreed. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, I went back and I watched it like three times mm-hmm. after last night. I watched it. Shout out with Jeff Hefe, Jeff Whitekind. 
And a Doughboy boy last night, we had a little chat going through on Instagram, video chat while we were all watching the fight. And we all thought that, uh, that I'm sorry, that Nikki Rod won. We thought Nikki Rod did enough to win. Going back, I watched it over again this morning. Now I'm taking it back. Now I think that Philippe did win. He wasn't being aggressive at all. He was playing very lazy jujitsu. Um, but if you break it down and look at what he did, he he was a little bit closer. I'm not, I don't think he was ever. I mean, none of them were really close to subbing each other. If anyone, you if anything, you look at the very end that that heel hook or ankle lock that Nikki Rod dove on yeah. at the very end. Mm -hmm. I don't know how close that was. I don't know. I mean, they're both super slippery. He ended up it getting looked, out of it. It's almost like but that's it what looked really tight. It looked tight, and afterwards, his ankle looked a little swollen. I know that I heard a couple people in the crowd saying that his ankle looked swollen. He did look like at first he was trying to play it off like, oh, it's not. But there was a moment where you could see Pena was he was a little stressed about it. It was it was in there, and so it yeah. it didn't look like it was going. But the funny thing is, is that most of the people in the venue, I've never seen this before, but they booed so much the result at the end, so loud, so much, they couldn't even continue the press conference until I'd say about maybe five minutes had gone through. Yeah, people are agreed, agreed with. Yeah, people didn't. Yeah, people, people agreed people with. People are not happy with that decision, but I, I mm -hmm. gotta kind of agree with them because if you take that out, you know what I mean, like mm -hmm. that at the very end of the match. That's what everybody yeah. does. If there, if it's a submission only match, there's a minute left. Everyone always dives on a foot just to try to impress the judges. So there, that was that. But if you take that out, Nikki Rod had the almost pass at the very beginning. Nikki mm -hmm. Rod had, um, I think he dove in on a foot a couple of times. Yeah, he would. It looked like he what he was trying to do was set up the same um, uh, transition that he did at the very end when he did finally get the ankle because a lot of times it looked like he was – that same kind of what ended up in that ankle uh, situation looked like the same thing he had been doing. So I think he just finally got it eventually. Yeah. And then Philippe had the two almost sweeps. He had the Oma Platas sub. Mm -hmm. He almost took his back. I mean, he – even though he was playing very reactive jiu-jitsu, very lazy jiu-jitsu, I think he – he, I mean, if it's if you're gonna go on points, if you're gonna play like IBJJF style, then yeah, I would have to give it to Benna. Um, mm -hmm. but rematch, dude, let's do it, do it again, uh, for sure, and let uh, Nikki Rod have enough time to train for it and then see what he does, even though I'm sure he was training the entire time, but he never knew that he was gonna have a match against Philippe. Uh, I agree with you 1000% because if that's the best Philippe has, he is in trouble. I know after yeah. the match, he was saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to stick around here for another week. Gordon, <laughs> let's do yeah. this next Saturday. Uh, no matter what, I don't I don't care. I don't think it, I don't think it really matters. I think Gordon gets him no matter what. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, think about I it. Was, I was ADCC, not impressed. Uh, at the ADCC, ADCC finals, uh, you had Pena and Nikki Rod go at it, and Nikki won 3-0. So yeah, I would say that's a little different though because that was a tournament and that wasn't the first match, you know. Yeah, yeah, but he, I'm saying so, what I'm getting at is the whole training time. Like he had, they both had the same amount of training time. So 
would the result be different? I think Nikki would probably end up on top again as he did. I, 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 don't, I, don't, know. I don't know. I don't know because if you give them both the same amount of, if you give them both the same amount of time to prepare mm-hmm. and you tell them, Hey, this is who you're going up against. This is who you're going up against. They're going to have a completely different camp. They're going to have a completely yep. different game style, you know, versus if you say, Hey, we're going to put you in a tournament at this mm-hmm. date. And so get ready for it. Like that's different because yeah, I, gonna be, I got you. You're gonna be preparing for fucking a multitude of things versus mm-hmm. you're like, oh, okay, that guy just does yeah. this, this, and this. So I'm just gonna, you know, and and that makes it a little bit different. That's I'm very sure that true. makes the very preparations true. a little bit different. But yeah, yes, very I, true. I, I agree with you. Um, before that, super surprise. I I would call this an upset. The co-main mm-hmm. event, Giancarlo Bodani. Taking on uh, Pedro Morino. Yeah. Yeah, this one right here, I was expecting it to be uh, a different outcome. However, uh, it looked, this looked very similar for uh, Pedro, very similar to ADCC finals. He, you know, the, the, you know, hand fighting for a long period of time and the, you know, the pushing to kind of like push him off the mat. Uh, you know, it was very, very, very similar to ADCC finals. Yeah, yeah. So that was, uh, but also it was super upset because everyone thought that Bodani was just going to steamroll him. Bodani mm-hmm. coming off of his ADCC showing, you know, just showed blew yeah. the break, blew the doors off of everyone. Mm-hmm. And uh, kudos to Pedro, man. He just shut his game down. He didn't let him do shit. So yeah. Pedro retains the title, and let's see who's next for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's keep the show going. Next topic, a little more jujitsu topic here earlier. This is just a little, a little conversation to have on the side, on the side of the mats here. Craig Jones says, Gi competition is long dead. What do you guys think about this? Yes or no? Because are there any matches out there that excite you when if someone were to say, hey, these two people are going to meet, it's going to be a Gi match? Or, Honestly, are you all, or are you only down for the no Gi stuff? No, I, I I mean I'm a huge um, in huge favor of the gi. I you know I, I like that. Um, I do tend to you know train more with the gi than than no gi. Uh, however, the highlight, the fame right now, the big thing is is no gi. I I gotta say it is no gi. But I think I I, I want to say like for the average person, they're gonna hear more about no gi. You know, with ADCC, with UFC, and everything like that, then you are going to hear the geek. When you start talking to like actual jujitsu Hall of Famers, you know, people have been doing it. You're you're still at the, at the geek. You're still going to be talking about those big tournaments. So I think it's still there. I think it's very relevant. I think you know that it's it's. I don't think that it's dead or anything. But I think you have like your older generation that you know you're it's really into the geek, and you're going to see it a lot and talk about it a lot. And it's a big deal. It's not dead. But your younger generation who's big into, you know, becoming famous and being, you know, ADCC champ or MMA champ, UFC champ, whatever, they're going to be going towards the no gi because you don't see, you know, they're not going to have the gi in, in those things. So I think it's just more mainstream. I don't think that it's more, it's dead. Yeah, for sure. I agree with you 100%. Uh, I think the purists are always going to want the gi, you know, the, mm-hmm. the fanboys, you know, the ones that are always going to be like, ah, oh, Star Wars, episode one, two, and three mm-hmm. versus everything else, always and forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would have to agree, you know, no gi is more exciting for the most part. If you watch a gi match, it's 
going to be one by some type of bullshit ass advantage, or it's going to be mm -hmm. a boring match where there's not a lot of action. But there are some people out there that when you hear their name, it doesn't matter if it's Gi or no Gi, you're going to want to watch. And Mika, yeah. Galval, Mika Galval, Tynan Dobra, they're out there. And anything with those guys, I'm going to watch. And I would highly recommend. But again, mm -hmm. like I said, there are people out there that like to stall out. They're just trying to win versus some people that are out there to push the pace, make an exciting match, show their jujitsu, and uh, make for a fun fight. And I, I don't think that Gi is dead, although I do prefer no Gi over Gi, but there are matches that make me stand up for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. Last jujitsu topic here. We got a little team switch in. Diego Pato, I want to say he was previously with Dream Art. Now he's just down the street from where you were at last night because Costa Mesa, mm -hmm. he's joining AOJ, Art of Jiu-Jitsu. He's now got the Mendes brothers as his coaches. What do you think is this going to do for his game? I think this is just – I mean, Bato was already awesome. He had an awesome showing at ADCC. He's been a killer at Gi, but he's been dominating and having fun, having some exciting matches in Nogi. Now he's got the Mendes brothers as coaches. I think he's just going to elevate his game even more. I'm excited to see what happens. What do you mm -hmm. think? Yeah, I think the same thing. I mean, I don't see how it can. it's going to hurt him. You know, getting that different advantage, getting that, you know, different information, different techniques. It's just like going to a new gym and getting a whole different style, a whole different look. All it is is more tools in his basket. He's just going to get more dominant more and a lot better. And not only this, this is like a crazy, like, what do you call it, Fonzo, when you have like a parasite that lives Symbiosis. on us? Yes. This is like a symbiotic relationship because Bato is going to definitely grow and benefit from this relationship. But you know who else is going to benefit? AOJ. Because all the yeah, players oh, yeah. get to train with Bato. And now mm -hmm. adds, this is like another weapon to the team, dude. Like, they are so deep. You could almost say that they could have a potential gold medal gold medal winner or a, a threat to the gold medal at every weight class up until you start getting to the heavies. You know what I mean? The light guys, they got Taliesin Thors down there. I know he's got his own gym down in Australia, but I think he competes under AOJ. You got Bato now. You got freaking uh, – who else am I thinking of here? Colabate. I mean, they just got, they're just so deep. So uh, I'm excited to see mm -hmm. what happens as the geese season approaches. All right. It seems like, I mean, am I mistaken that they, they have a lot of young talent to, yes. uh, with uh, AOJ? So they're going to, they're not, you know, they're going to, not that for a little bit. Is gonna, yeah, it's going to be going on for a while. So yeah. yeah. No doubt. No doubt. All right. Let's get into, all right. So we're watching this little John Jones highlight reel here. Let me put a stop to this and let's just get into what is going down next week. I'm for, I'm so pumped for next weekend's fights. How pumped oh, are yeah. you guys? How Hell yeah. up are you? We're looking at the uh, the card right now and it has been updated with – well, actually it hasn't, but it says TBD. But I'm going to tell you. Look at this. One, two, three, four, five fights. Bo Nickel taking on Jimmy Pickett. Jalen Turner taking on Matthias Gamrot, Jeff Neal taking on Shavkat Rachmanov, Valentina Shuchenko taking on Alexa Grasso, John yeah. Jones, Cyril Gaon. Gentlemen, 
talk this out. What do you are what are you most excited about for this card? It's got to be it, it's got to be the headliner, man. John Jones Earl Gunn. I mean, the rest of the fights on this card are going to be good. Um, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to the entire card, but I mean, just the return of John Jones himself. I mean, I know he's been a controversial figure in MMA for a long long time uh, but you can't deny yeah you can't deny how uh how impactful his career has been i mean everything he's, he's ever done uh and then cyril gunn i mean he's a fucking dangerous motherfucker and you know and this being john's debut at heavyweight just you know you never know i don't know what's gonna happen uh so that's why this this fight is so exciting what about you well, you know, I mean, I, I was hearing yesterday that uh, Zero Gone, he doesn't train. He only trains, like, on weekends or something like that. <laughs> he, yeah, so, like, I get, I, I don't know how true this is, but that was what, you know, I've been hearing, that uh, he, he doesn't train, like, all the time. So, I mean, is he going to be ready for the John Jones that we know? I don't think so. I think he's going to get murdered. Um, but if John Jones isn't who he used to be, he has a lot of ring rust. You know, like a lot of people have said, uh, I don't know. I is it? I think this fight right here is. I'm excited just because I want to see where he's at and what he's bringing to the table again. Um, but I think I'm more excited for the Valentina fight um, versus Alexa. I'm super stoked for that. Number one, we have another Mexican fighter who's you know making their way up the ranks, and you know after how Valentina her last fight. It wasn't as impressive as I, you know, expected for her. So I'm really looking forward to that fight. That's going to, I feel like it's more my main event I'm excited for. All right. All right. All right. Um, well, let's break down this. Let's go over each. Let's go over each fight on the main card here and let's get our picks. But first, let's look at these. Oh, there's Matthias Gamrot. Let's go over the odds here. I. Uh, you know what? It didn't come up here, but I have it on my screen over here. So let me get a screenshot of this. All right. So here we go. Here are the odds for the card. Starting off with Jalen Turner. Take, I'm sorry. Jamie Pickett and Bo Nickel. Dude, look at these odds. I've never seen this before. Bo Nickel is in my what? 1,666. What? Jamie Pickett is a plus 760 underdog. So Jamie Pickett is a brown belt. I don't know where he trains out of. I think he's from a little school. Uh, he's been in the UFC for a little while. It almost seems like he's just getting fed, fed to Bo Nickel. As you guys know, Bo Nickel's stud college wrestler, uh, multi-time, multiple-time, uh, I'm sorry, multiple-time national champ. Uh, I'm not sure in what weight class. He's a contender. He won on Dana White's contender series. I th I think the first time he came on, he didn't get offered a fight because he won too fast. Dana said he needed more experience. Then he comes back and fought a little bit longer, and then he's in. So uh, I don't really think there's much to say here. Bo Nickel by whatever the shit he wants. I think <laughs> – Nickel. Is that where the, the money on it come from? Yep, yep, yep. What do you guys think? Yeah, man, but Bo Nickel is this is his UFC debut, though, right? Like he doesn't yes. have a record with the UFC yet. No, no, he does not. I mean, th that's crazy, I, man. 
I don't know about you, but I say it's worth putting fifty bucks on freaking uh bone uh freaking uh what's his name? And Jamie, Jamie Pickett. Pickett. Uh, yeah, Jamie Pickett. I think it's worth putting fifty bucks on him just in hey, case you that never know, comes. man. You never uh, know. That's for every point. for every hundred down, every hundred dollars you put down, you get seven sixty back. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's tempting. It's tempting. You never right? know. It's MMA. There was a major upset just in on the Ultimate Fight Night last night, where oh, yeah? uh, one of the Brazilian guys, uh, Andre Munez, I believe, was a heavy, heavy favorite. I don't know what it was, but it was big time, and he ended up losing. At the Ooh. very end, I think I don't know if he got subbed or if, I think he got subbed in round three. Uh, but yeah, so it it could happen, you know, you never know. But yeah. who 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 you taking, cuz? Uh I mean, I think the safe bet obviously is gonna be uh Bo Nichols on, on that one. Um, but who I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know much about either of these fighters, but just from what I'm hearing, I'm gonna go with Bo Nichols, like you said, with whatever he wants. I mean, uh sixteen hundred, god. Someone knows something. Yeah, he's, just a beast, dude. he's a beast on the ground. I'm going, I'm going, uh, I'm going Jamie Pickett. Just because. Oh. Just oh, yeah, shit. just because. Good shit. Fonzo. I'm going to take All your right. advice. I'm going to take your advice and I'll put 50 bucks on it. Uh, I'll do a little parlay. He's going to get a KO, TKO second round. Just All to right. see All that, right. that increases my odds. Bonzo trying to retire in Costa Rica next Hell weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah you. All right. I'll be. I'll be on the beach doing this podcast next week. You're <laughs> That's what's up. Don't forget about us, bro. Don't forget about us. All right. Next fight: Jalen Turner taking on Ooh. my boy, my one of my faves, Matthias Gamron. On short notice, I think that he took this like a couple weeks ago. No, like two, three weeks notice. Yeah, yeah, something uh, like so that. Matthias is a minus two twelve favorite. Jalen Turner plus one sixty three underdog. You already know my pick, guys. Gamrot. Uh, I think he might even finish this a little early. You know, Jalen is an upcoming fighter. He's got a lot, uh, a lot of. I would say his ceiling is pretty high, but this ain't the time. He's taking on too much too soon, and he, you know, I, he might have been able to beat a Dan Hooker because who? That's who his original opponent was supposed to be. But this is like night and day, man. Gamrot's got that gas tank. Gamrot's got that wrestling. Gamrot's got sneaky stand-up that hides behind the takedowns. And he's just going to – I think he's just going to do whatever he wants. He's going to put a pace on Jalen that he's never seen. And, uh, you know, we say – like I, like we always say, there's levels to this game. Gamrot's last fight was against Benio. Benio just Irish. put it on him. And uh, like we said, this is not Benio. This is going to be a good matchup for Gamrot. It's going to be a easy, quick work for him. Uh, yeah. What do you think? What do you guys think? I agree, man. I agree. I don't, I don't think. Um, I don't think uh, uh, Turner's got really anything that Gamrot hasn't seen before, and he can't overcome. So, so. you got Gamrot decision finish. Uh, I think he'll finish him. You'll, yeah. I think he'll finish him. Yeah, I wouldn't maybe. be surprised if we see a sub in the second round. Yeah. Cause really, we, yeah. I'm going the opposite. I'm going the opposite. I got Jalen Turner by decision. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm throwing it up to the underdog. I'm, you know, you know, Alfonso, you inspired me, so I'm going up to the <laughs> underdog. I'm, gonna, I'm going Jalen Turner by decision. All right, we'll, we'll be in Costa Rica next week. Is there, is there anything that makes you think that? 
he's going to win or you're just going for like, fuck it, I'm going for the underdog? Because he's American. Oh, uh, there you go. Thought so. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm just throwing that there. <laughs> 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 All right. So next fight, Shafkat Rachmanov taking on Joff Neal. Uh, Shafkat a heavy minus 555 favorite. Jeff, a plus 364 underdog. I watched both of these guys' last fights, and uh, Shavkat is a beast. They do have a both a uh, common opponent. They both fought Neil Magny. Shavkat mm-hmm. beat the crap out of Neil, finished him in the second round with a guillotine, I believe, whereas Jeff ended up losing a three-round decision. Um, Jeff's last fight was against uh, Vicente Luque, and he beat the crap out of him, dude. He took him to the back of the woodshed and beat his ass <laughs> from round one. Juff is a, a southpaw. He's got this killer left. And you know what? That was just a bad matchup for Vicente. Vicente's got like no head movement, dude. And that is all bad. Uh, another thing that's all bad is that I noticed Shafkat likes to stand with his hands wide open, dude. He also has... No head movement. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm wondering why Shavkat is ranked so – or such a heavy favorite because, dude, I think Joff's going to pull this off, dude. I think that I, his I, stand-up – I think this is this is, this is is obviously a striker versus a grappler matchup, but Joff is so dangerous on the feet. Yeah. And he's coming mm-hmm. into his own. What do you think, guys? What do you guys I, okay. think? I, I think I got, I, got a, I got an idea as to why this is like this. So you're absolutely right, um, Frank. Um, classic striker versus, you know, grappler situation. Um, but um, Shavkat's grappling is so good, I think. And the other thing that you mentioned is um, uh, Joff is, uh, is a southpaw, right? Yep. So what happens is he, they're, they're, they're in opposite stances or, yeah. So what ends up happening is, is, is um, his leg is closer for a, for like a, like a fucking single. Yeah, like a single leg. So that's an advantage for um for Shavkat right there. If he can get that single, then um it's gonna be harder for uh for Jeff to to strike when he needs to. Um so that's the biggest disadvantage that Jeff has. So he's gonna have to find a way to overcome that. I think that's one of the biggest disadvantages here, and that's why you're seeing these numbers that way. But other than that, I think you're right. Um if Jeff can find a way to neutralize that. I, I think Joff can 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 definitely take this fight. He's got yeah, that. Yeah, man. I just yeah. like so I went back and I watched their last two fights. Shavkat fought Neil Magny, beat him by submission second round, got a takedown in the first round. In the second round, they were standing and he pulled for a guillotine, and that's where that's where it ended. Um right. before that, he fought some Brazilian guy named Carl like Charlton something. And that guy's stand-up was garbage. And he, so he just stand, stand and traded with that guy until eventually he just beat the shit out of him. Um, so I, I don't know, man. I, I'm interested to see if Joff can stop the takedown because I I was not impressed with Shavkat's takedowns. I don't know how he was able to get uh, Neil down so quickly in the first round. I think it was like a crazy scramble. He just ended up with the better position. But what from what I saw, dude, I don't know, man. I wouldn't be surprised if Juff's able to, to pull this off, actually. You yeah. know? Um, 
He's got a really good coach. He's at that team Fortis, I believe. The t- whatever the name of the whatever that team that Brandon Moreno joined, that's where he's at. Fortis MMA in Dallas, I believe. And uh, dude, Jeff's stand up is so good, and he's really got fast hands. Um, I don't know, man. If he can stop the takedown, it's all downhill for Shavkat because his stand up is not to the level that Joff is. If we're talking like belts here, uh, Shavkat's obviously a black belt on the ground, but on the feet, he might be like a blue purple, and and Jeff looks like he's a black belt. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna right. go Jeff on this. I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna pull out an Alfonso. I'm going the underdog. <laughs> I'm gonna go Jeff Neal here. Cause get your pick in here. Uh, you know what? I mean, looking at these guys, I it, it I think it's very close. Um, I want to go for uh, Jeff Neal uh, on this one um, for decision. Uh, because I think he's still on the rise. Now, you know, I wasn't impressed when he fought like Wonder Boy. I mean, Wonder Boy hadn't been fighting forever and he put a whooping on him he won um so yeah i I don't know but i feel like something's telling me that he this guy's still you know on the rise and so i don't see him getting stopped by um by the you know the the wrestler who's own can maybe stand up and i think what a lot these guys a lot of times try to do is they try to stand up instead of just going to what they're you know they're good at and that is the ground game so yeah yeah, i'm thinking he's getting it by decision and he's it's definitely no fight, over. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be a great fight. It's going to be Good a great up. fight. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, ready to move on to the main or co-main event, gentlemen? Let's go. Yes, yeah, let's do it. Co-main event. Alexa Grasso, Cousinettes. Mm-hmm. All-time fave. Alexa Grasso mm-hmm. taking on Valentina Shevchenko for the strap. Uh, Alexa Grasso coming in as a heavy underdog. Big-time underdog. Plus 430. Of Bullet minus oh, mm. this could be bad news. Minus six 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 favorites. Gentlemen, what say you? What's your pick in this and how do you see it going down? Fonzo, set the table, bro. Oh man. Well, I mean, we already know what Valentina Shevchenko can do. I mean, she's just... you guys think she's getting a little older? Do you think she's lost a step? I mean, her last fight, she ended up going, I think, did it go all five rounds? She yeah, lost that fight. you guys talk. She, she I, won it I, I don't. Yeah, I think she lost that fight. What? I, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I, don't, I mean, she definitely got got worked. You know what I mean? She got mm-hmm. she got some good exchanges. Um, mm-hmm. but that's what made that fight so great. I think you know what I mean. But it also shows how tough she is. You know, so I I I just think, you know, Valentina's a freaking. She's a master, dude. She fucking. I, I just I love watching her fight. She's got incredible stand up. Uh, she's got just she's so much technical. versatility. Yeah, exactly. And Alexa Grasso's great. She's she's a great fighter. I like watching her fight too. But I I just don't see her stacking up against Valentina. I mean, it's going to be a good fight, and I think she's going to take it to her because Alexa's tough too, right? Mm-hmm. And she's pretty technical as well. But there's there's levels like Frank had said earlier. There's level to this, and I just don't think she's on that level. Not to completely beat her, um, she's she's definitely there at a point where she's gonna be she's gonna be a tough challenge, and that's why I'm excited about this fight because it's gonna be it's gonna be a war. Um, oh, yeah. I can already see that happening. I see it going all the way to the f- a fifth round, and it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be like a blowout where like Alexa's just gonna be like just stomped on for five full rounds. 
but I also don't think it's going to be a super close fight. So I, I think it's going to be Valentina Shevchenko. It's going to be a, a definite so victory. Tell me when to remove Alfonso from the podcast. <laughs> oh, I, I already stopped listening. I already stopped listening. I already <laughs> muted his mic. So he yeah, right. in, in so, argument. No, okay. What'd you say, Fonzo? Nah, so yeah, man, that's doesn't even matter. I'm meeting you again. Bro. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to Alexa Grasso round three? Submission? <laughs> so I might yes. throw everything I just said out the window because I'm going to Alexa Grasso. <laughs> so take it to the bank. <laughs> We gotta get that AI. We gotta get that AI in here to do it. I already Alfonso's yeah, like yeah. I already put it in Chat GPT. It already said that's what I was told. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you're gonna go bullet decision. I'm doing bullet decision. Yeah, decision. decision. All right, cut, cuz. Yeah. You're up next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you already know that. who I'm going for. Uh, I'm going for uh, Alexa uh, on this one. I have her winning this by decision. I do think that this is gonna be a tough match. Um, but I'm going based on if it was the Valentina that we saw, we had been seeing like up all the way through, I would have been like, okay, yeah, I, I think you're great and everything, but she's just at another level. But I really just was disappointed in her last fight. I didn't feel like she was the same person. I don't know if that was because she was busy doing other things. She wasn't training as hard because she's already a champion. She's already so dominant. I wasn't really impressed. But I, what I also think is, is that showed other fighters where her weaknesses are. They gave him a blueprint for how, how to really beat her. And I think that Alexa is really well, you know, she's not great at everything, but she's good at a lot of things. So I think that that's going to uh, play out in her favor. She is younger. She is, you know, she has that, that drive, that energy, you know? So I think that this is going to be one, a great fight, um, you know, and, but I'm going to go with, I'm going with her for the decision. I think, think that oh so you're gonna go grasso decision yeah i feel like i'm talking to eddie in 2004 and he's telling <laughs> me that uh well it's gonna be like alexa versus siri <laughs> it could be can't beat siri <laughs> all right let's go main event you guys ready main event last fight let's go all right Dude, we've been waiting so long. How long have we been waiting for John to come back? And he's back. We have not any since the first time he popped for cocaine. Which time? <laughs> right? Like the first time. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Seriously, he's taking on Cyril Gone. Cyril Gone is a slight plus 133 underdog, and Jones coming in as a minus 169 favorite. Uh I a lot of people going John on this. Uh I don't know if you've seen our highlight reel that we posted up on our on our Instagram, but uh, we've been getting a little talk on it. None other than our one of our favorites, Rob Razor Rob McCullough commented on it. I asked him who he's picking. He said John. He said John's got too many weapons, too many ways to win. Cousin Ant, start us off. Who you got in this one and why? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think we were talking about this earlier. I think that uh, John Jones – is going to take this. Um, I had been hearing, and I don't know how true it is about, you know, zero gone, not training completely taking days off, not um, only training like on the weekends or something like that when, when he wants to, or some, some bullshit like that. But um, 
I haven't really seen too much on um, John Jones other than I guess not too long ago he was training with uh, uh, Triple Cheese. Yeah, and so <laughs> obviously he's going to, uh, you know, he's going to be well rounded. He and he's got, you know, he got that mindset, you know, that really good game plan that Triple Cheese uh, he does. Um, so he could be a very, very well threat. I mean, this guy you got his natural ability. It's not like he goes and trains for it. Even though he does train hard, he does train uh, well. He is well rounded, both uh, you know, stand up and on the ground. But I, he just has that natural ability, and I think I think he's going to take it. Natural ability? You mean like he's all natural that he doesn't mm-hmm. take any extra supplements? He's another natty king. Natty king. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Um. I he, I heard the same report, cause I heard Gone okay. specifically say that you know what I haven't been training for this. Um, this is what I do when I don't have a fight. I don't train. I only train when I have a fight coming up, which may be true. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's a natural bulldog athlete. That dude is a stud. It doesn't matter how much time he has to train. He's like the one percent. Mm-hmm. Um. That being said, that also might be smoke that he's blowing. He might just be trying to get in John's head, maybe, maybe think, getting trying to get John to think one thing when something else is really happening because Cyril's coach already addressed that, said, you know what, hey, it's been taken out of context. He's always training. He does this. He does that. Um, I'm going to go with Razor Rob on this. I think that John's got way more ways to win than, than Cyril. Is he not Cyril? No. No, he didn't knock anybody out at light heavyweight. So I don't see John knocking anybody out at heavyweight. Uh, is he going to out-wrestle Cyril? Probably because even Francis got Cyril down. So how's John probably mm. not going to get him down, right? That's another check mm. for John. Uh, John's got better submissions than Cyril, probably. You know, Even though Cyril does have a couple wins by submission, I don't see him having that threat over John. I think whatever – he puts John in, John will easily be able to get out no matter what. Um, the only thing that Cyril has for him, I think, is power. If he lands yeah. that one touch, power. But when has that ever happened to John? Yeah, he's when good. He, he moves around. Then, exactly, dude. He's got really good head movement. Um, the only other thing that I think, uh, one thing that's really going against John, and who knows, who knows, is the time. He's been yeah. out of the cage for so long. That we have so many questions. How big is he going to be? How is he going to match up? What is he going to look like when there's that face-off and we see them standing toe-to-toe? You know what I mean? I think that's going to answer a lot of questions. Is he going to be that long, skinny, frail guy? Or is he going to be that beast that we've been seeing on Instagram, fucking doing squats, busting shit out, looking like a fucking monster? Um, I I think that's the one we're going to see, dude. And I, I went back and I've been watching a lot of John's fights. And... Everyone's talking about like, oh, you look at what, look how he did against uh, Reyes. Look at how he did against Gustafson. Look at how mm-hmm. he did against Santos. You know what? He that was an unmotivated John. Yeah, probably barely training, almost like the same storyline that Cyril's trying to pull here. You know, that's fucking John Jones MMO. That's his. That's his MMO. MO right there. That's yeah. what he does. He don't give a fuck. That fool did cocaine. The week that he was going to fight BC and still beat the shit out of him, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, he's just a monster, dude. He's he's different. And yeah. you notice that – I don't know if you've noticed, but I went back and I when I was making that highlight reel of him, I looked at 
Gustafson Jones too. Dude, he mm. beat the snot out of Gus in that match. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. pissed in the first fight against Cormier. He came out like a motherfucker right off the bat. The first 45 minutes of the fight, he was attacking, attacking, attacking. I don't know how many shots he landed on Cormier. Daniel Cormier landed two shots. One mm-hmm. of them was an uppercut that launched Jones's mouthpiece out of his mouth. And he kept fucking fighting, dude. Going. He did mm-hmm. not stop until the ref stepped in, was like, hey, put this back in. And right before that, he threw like a spinning wheelhouse kick or some shit. Something mm-hmm. fucking crazy. He don't give a fuck, dude. Uh, I've been hearing him talking. He's saying that he's scared, but this is good because that's what he wants. Yeah. Um, that I fear think this is going to be the best John Jones we've ever seen at his full potential. I hope he passed all the drug tests afterwards. Uh, but I got <laughs> John Jones by decision. I think he's going to beat the shit out of Cyril for five rounds. I think that Cyril's going to be able to combat the subs. I think he's going to be able to take the whooping. But uh, we're definitely going to see one guy look like he was in a fight and another guy look like he was just working out. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I think they're going to – yeah, they're bringing the belt and the Hall of Fame trophy all at once. I I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I got a slightly different – different uh point of view on this here uh so i think most of what you said right there frank was was accurate um you know in terms of john jones's fucking just fucking talent and just you know all the achievements he's ever had and and, you know and, and what he's gonna bring to the table to this fight what i think is slightly different is i don't think he's ever Keep talking, Fonzo. I'm writing receipts right now. (laughs) There you go. Do it. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) So I don't think uh, I don't think John's ever seen the power. (laughs) John Jones, you know what Alfonso said? (laughs) I'm sending him a message right now. (laughs) I don't think he's ever seen this uh, the power of Cyril before. And once he gets touched, and I don't think it's going to be like a lot, but you know, if he senses that power, if he gets touched a couple times, maybe even one time, um. Are you yeah, still Jones talking is, about MMA? Yes. Yes. Okay. We're not talking about your childhood. I didn't know we were talking about Equinados. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. What if Cyril gone heard the episode where you kick your bully in the butthole? <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what he's going to do. I know. Yeah. I know. That's my finish move. That's and then John, John throws one of his – he's going to wait for John to throw one of those spinning back elbows. <laughs> and when he turns around – He's gonna expose yeah, that booty hole. Gonna that booty hole. Gonna, John and God is gonna switch kick <laughs> and punt toe right, John toe right in the fucking. <laughs> yep. Because what row were you sitting in at? Who's number one last night? I was in the third row. He's gonna punt John's butthole into the third row. Get ready to catch <laughs> it if you're out there. I. <laughs> 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 no, but, fights, get ready to catch John's butthole. But uh, no, and I mean, so back to the fight. What I think is going to happen is is Jones is going to get get his chin cracked a little bit, and is going to want to make him take him down. Um, you know, once he gets him down to the ground, I see this going to the ground and, and Jones going for a submission. I think is going to end in a submission, dude. Third round, Jones submission, Mata Leon. Yeah. Taking that back, sinking in that third hook. That's what's up. Yep. 
All right. All right. All right. Well, that's the last, uh, that's the last fight, gentlemen. Anything you want to add before we wrap this up? Oh man, I'm just excited for these fights. I'm so Can't pumped, wait. dude. Pumped. How many yeah. sleeps are there until this fight? Tonight, tomorrow, Tuesday, six. Wednesday, Thursday. Six more sleeps. Let's go. Cuz, what you want to say before we wrap this up? Uh, no, just a great time being out here and talking with you guys again. Loving it. Uh, man, looking forward to these fights. I will definitely be uh, texting you during these fights, letting you know what my thoughts are. Um, looking forward to being on, on again. Thanks. Hell yeah. Fonzo, shout yeah, out. Man. Last word, my man. Predictions. Yeah. Hope everybody has a has a good productive week. We'll uh we'll see you guys after the fights and you let us know if there's any any uh bets that you guys are making out there. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Let's talk about these picks on social media. Let's share our picks. I already put in a card, a parlay earlier, so we'll see what happens. Uh I'm sure I'll put in like seven more because I'm a degenerate <laughs> like that. But whatever. Hey. <laughs> Have a fantastic week. Tell your boss I said what's up and let you have a two-hour lunch break today. Keep rolling and training, and we hope to hear from you soon. Peace. This is The Motivation.